thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. This is Jim Meskimen as Morgan Freeman saying, keep listening to Love That VoiceOver. You'll be glad you did. All right. Welcome, all you fabulous, beautiful, fantastic, wonderful, honorable, sincere, jovial, and wonderful listeners of Love That VoiceOver today. A special, special, special guest and someone actually near and dear to my heart. I want to introduce you to the fantabulous, the magnificent, wonderful voiceover agent, Carol Rath. Carol Rath, welcome, welcome. Gosh, what an intro. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you, Rebecca. Yeah, I'm so happy to be with you. And I just want to give people a little tidbit about you, and we're going to learn more as we talk. But Carol is the owner of Go Voices. You can find them at govoices.com on the internet. Go Voices is a voice talent agency out of Denver, Colorado. Carol, let me just give a little bit of bio about you, okay, Carol? Okay. All right. So Carol began her career in the talent industry in 1980 as a full-time on-camera and voiceover artist. So she comes from our roots, everybody who's listening, who's an actor like me. (laughs) And um, after a professional theater career, which I do want to know a little bit about, that's kind of cool. In 87, you began a new career in production and worked for several production companies. And then at McDonnell Davison Associates Advertising Agency, where you were responsible Responsible for hiring union talent for the agency's Wisconsin Lottery and Shopco Stores accounts. And you went on, 1989, to write and produce as a freelance for several years. And then you wrote and produced television segments for major corporations like Intel, Marriott, American Express, and those aired on, N- an, excuse me, on CNBC. And then you produced a United Cerebral Palsy Telethon, wow, made music videos, yay, so did I, I have to talk about those later, (laughs) and you produced nature documentaries for the Audubon Society, among others. And I'm going to touch on some of these things now before we go into the rest of your bio, but you have been running Go Voices for a while, and it is pretty cutting edge in that you are uniquely, um, and maybe when you started unique completely, the only solo voiceover agency. Um, I know now there are some others, but when did you start Go Voices? Actually, not that long ago. I started it six years ago. Okay. And uh, so, and before that, then I was an agent in other places. But yeah, Go Voices is just six years old. Well, let's talk about that. In 1993, you founded the broadcast department of nationally known Arlene Wilson Management, later known as Area Talent or Aria Talent in Milwaukee. And you went on be- to become the agency director and to head up the voiceover department for the agency's Atlanta, Chicago, and Milwaukee offices. And you also held classes to train talent in both on-camera and voiceover technique, and best business practices. So you took all of that knowledge and experience and established your own agency, Go Voices, about six years ago. And you are working internationally all around the world, correct? That is correct. I didn't know how worldwide it would become. I've always had an interest in working with people who speak other languages because I think they enriched my life and enriched the agency. But I I didn't realize how big a part of the business that would become and how interesting and how fun to work with people all over the world. Yes, yes. And 
are you working with, just as a kind of a ballpark idea, how much of your work is non-English overall versus English? Hmm, in terms of a percentage, yeah. difficult to say, but perhaps 10 to 15%. Well, that's that's pretty decent for, a, a, I would say, in the past thinking, somebody based in Denver, Colorado. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's true. And, and, and actually, I've just come up with a way to track, you know, how much of the business is union, how much of it is non-union, how much of it is foreign languages, how much of it is American English. Um, versus British. Yeah, I should have been tracking that before, but it didn't occur to me till this year. So well, now I'm doing that. It's never too late to get started on tracking. From a marketing perspective, everybody knows that that can always help you. Um, it's also, everybody knows, difficult and not always easy to set up. So you have this agency, and you started out as an actor yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us, it's, it's a clearly uh, an evolutionary decision for you to become in the position that you're in now through the various roles that you've played. But tell us how you made those decisions or how they fell into your lap, because I'm not sure how that happened for you. <laughs> uh, I will. Um when I was a full-time talent, at the time I was married to a man who was also a full-time talent. So that was our lifestyle. We had a, a lake house in Wisconsin and an apartment in Chicago, and we worked Wisconsin and Chicago, those markets, the right. two of us together. But I discovered after a few years that it was not my passion to be a talent. I always wanted to be the person telling the talent what to do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> rather than being the talent, which is interesting because when I went to grad school, I went to grad school for theater directing, and it was kind of the same thing. Oh. Well, I do all this acting, but I'd rather be the boss, I guess. Well, do you see it as being the boss, or do you see it as guiding or an artistic level that's a different level than the actor level? Yeah, no, I, I was being facetious about that. I don't think of myself as the boss at all. But but I, well, I because of the, some of I it is artistic about. and some of it is business oriented, right? So there's two different aspects right. of being in that role, right? And when I went into producing, um, what I liked about it was that I could take a project from beginning to the end. And mm -hmm. as an actor, I didn't feel like I could do that. I feel I felt like I could step in and do my part, but then I left and I wasn't part of the whole mm -hmm. complete picture, which is what I wanted. And then after I was doing producing for a while and then I was freelancing and I had been divorced at this point, so I was living alone and working alone. Right. Kind of not liking that. Um, mm -hmm. A woman I knew... Arlene Wilson, uh, who owned an agency, came up to me in a restaurant and said, I have no broadcast department. Would you like to come on board and start a broadcast department for me? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I turned her down because I just thought, oh, that would be horrible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How interesting. So you're yeah, So I what thought, were you thinking is better to be freelance and continue that direction? Well, I just thought that being an agent was probably a pretty thankless, difficult role. Oh. And it didn't look appealing to me. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I just kept getting this inner urging, you know, whatever you want to call it, the inner voice, the God inside, yeah. the, the, my soul, whatever it was, was telling me to do this. How so I ran into her six months later and said, is the position still open? And she said, yes, it is. And so we talked and then I started and it was like 
I had fallen into the place that was home. That's awesome. For me. Right. I loved being an agent. I loved it from the beginning. Wow. <laughs> so what made you have that first impression previous to jumping in that it was thank- thankless and difficult? Well, you know, if, frankly, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to say I love you, Carol. <laughs> and just thank you so much for all of your no, efforts. No, <laughs> I, I, get, I get plenty of thanks uh, mm. all the time. I, I work with <laughs> wonderful people. But when you're an agent, you take the blame. You are the one who stands in and takes the blame. And I had a customer tell me just the other day, a client told me that he hated me. Oh, he wow. actually hated me because I stood up for the talent and demanded money for the talent that client thought was not due. Ah, wow. And they verbalized it to you. Wow. Bold. Oh, he sure did. Wow. <laughs> and I get that. I get people who yell at me, yeah. clients in particular, who will yell at me. I've had that happen many times over the years. And I've had parents yell at me when I had to tell them that uh, their child's performance was not acceptable to the client okay. or they weren't in the end or something like that. Right. Um, That's hard. I've had talent stab me in the back. I've had clients call me and say, you know that guy you sent me? He said that he gave me his card and told me I could call him direct and I wouldn't have to pay an agency fee. Oh, (laughs) bad, bad, terrible. I was going to say it in Italian. I was going to say male, very bad. (laughs) So those kinds of things do happen. But what I've found is in a way that has become one of the benefits of the job for me. Because when I started, um, I was not good at being in those positions at all. (laughs) Especially coming from an actor's perspective where many people, depending on the kind of actor that you are, that would really hurt. You know, and right. it could be taken very, very personal and not, and, and not, yeah, and it could be destructive, potentially, emotionally. Exactly. So it has made me much stronger, um, much more confident. And this is odd, but it's true. It has made me understand people better and have more compassion for people. Mm. Because I've had to learn how to deal with it and how to see people and see their point of view and why they're so angry, why they're so upset and my role in dealing with that. Right, right. Of course, because you are the diplomat in many, that's kind of the role that you, that the, maybe the hat that you've put on to be able to have a way through. Yep. Yeah. Um, you, um, Carol was really lovely. She sent me actually several questions that she thought would be good questions to discuss, and, and I totally agree. And she kind of just answered one, but I just want to make sure. Um, she just mentioned that being an agent has changed her. It's made her stronger, more confident, and uh, has given her a chance to, to find more compassion for people and to really understand, try to understand them better. And I'm wondering, you know, are these the aspects that being an agent have changed you as a person? Have they affected you outside of your work? How has being an agent changed you as a person? I I would say the number one thing that I've noticed in myself or that I've learned is how to be honest and direct. Mm, That's wonderful. Because as I was mentioning some of those difficult situations, it, it was my tendency before to try to kind of 
soft pedal it or work my way around it or make it not sound so bad. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've learned that that is absolutely the worst thing I can do. Mm, because the it, yeah. best thing I can do is be completely honest and direct with people and let the chips fall where they may. But at least there's no misunderstanding and at least it's not coming back to bite me later or them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fabulous. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, where the chips fall, how that happens, right after this break. We're going to be right back with Carol. Hey there. Thanks for listening to Love That VoiceOver. Just a small, quick break to say thank you so much. This is my passion project, which means, you know, I'm not making money on this. It's just my way to give back to the VO community, which has given me so much over the years. So this show is my way of passing it on. I also want to thank you for listening. I'm so glad you like it. If you don't mind taking a moment to get a little bit more involved and you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe to the show and rate the show with some stars or some comments. Go to lovethatvoiceover.com and sign up on the list, and I'll send you notifications when I have new interviews, new guests. Also on Facebook, there's a Facebook page, Love That VoiceOver, where you can leave me comments. And on Twitter, you can chat with me after you've listened to a show. Just send me a note at LoveThatVO. Hey, fellow voiceover artists. My name is Tasia Valenza, actress and voiceover artist extraordinaire. And I want to say thank you so much to Rebecca for letting me have the opportunity to share with you about an amazing organization called Vocal ID that was made for the voiceover community to have an opportunity to give back. Just by spending a few hours of our time recording, we can change a life. By merging recordings that you can easily make at Vocal ID. With the sounds that the recipients make to give them their own unique voice print. I wrote a blog called Using Our Voices for Good, which is on TasiaValenza.com or my Facebook page. Or you can go straight to VocalID.org. So please join me in Using Our Voices for Good. Thank you so much for letting me share. Do you want more wild abandon in your life? How about more time to practice character voices? Then hop on into voiceover improvisation. Yes, online on Skype from the great ease of your home studio. Learn more. Go to vo-improv.com or Twitter at voimprov. Fire up your neurons, baby. All right, that's enough. Back to the show. And we're back with Carol. We were just talking about how being an agent has changed her and helped her, you know, also become more honest and direct rather than trying to get around issues that might be confronting her with talent or with clients. You know, I think that that's probably the magnet that made me feel so wonderful and welcome once you accepted me to represent me. My very first agent was the same way. That whole part about being direct, being honest, I think is the best business practice everybody can have. <laughs> and I agree with you. Otherwise, we can spin our wheels and go in the wrong direction and not really understand, you know, because we don't, we don't always have a compass that's pointing us in the right direction. We don't have a compass that says, North, this is the way you go to, to make your career work. 
as artists, right. you know, and as creative people and as people who are performing for others in a way that's not like an hourly uh function you know it's not like we go in and we we lift things and you see the results after five hours that we've lifted 500 bags up on a stacking thing I don't know um it's not manual <laughs> labor you know and it's it's not the same as being a manager of people where you're just corralling the people and making sure they're doing their job it's really artistry mixed with business what we do yes it is it's a good way of putting it yeah and kind of on both sides of the fence I mean from your clients perspective to your perspective and your shoes to the talents shoes you know everybody's dealing with artistry as well as business at the same time so thinking about that and understanding where you come from as a previous talent how did all that work as a full-time talent you know guide you now in your role as a full-time agent how do you how do you use that i would say i use it in a couple of ways um, number one, I believe that I value the people I work work with and represent, perhaps more than some of the other agents I've run into as a talent. <laughs> so, um, yeah, share with us very, what you. Yeah, it's very easy to fall into something where people become less valuable because there are so many of them wanting so much from you. Mm. Um, and I swore that I would never do that, that I would always treat each person with respect. Right. So being a talent myself and being not treated with respect helped me understand that. Yeah. It has helped me talk to my clients who sometimes, believe it or not, mm. are threatened by actors. They feel like they're a different species and they don't know how to deal with them. Oh, wow. I can understand that, too. <laughs> <laughs> the different species thing is really, that's really, that's really like, yeah, looking at a different animal. <laughs> wow. So I think I've, 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 it's, it's helped me to help my clients uh, understand maybe how to work with somebody or what to expect from somebody, yeah. you know, or something like that. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a great performance from this person and they may come in and, and feel like they're really nervous. Don't worry about it. They'll be great. But, you know, I can, I can smooth that out ahead of time so that the client feels good. And I don't, with voice talent, I rarely have to do that, but I used to have to do it a lot with on-camera actors. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think the other thing that's benefited me is that I had to learn the craft. Right. And so when I'm talking to talent and they are struggling with something, I usually have the means, the language, the understanding, perhaps to help them through what they're struggling through. Yeah. What struggles have you seen? Not necessarily anything specific, because I don't want to, to name names or anything, but just in general, let's say, what, what have you had to deal with as an agent in terms of struggles with your talent? Well, of course, the number one struggle that everybody faces these days is the small return on your investment in terms of auditions. Mm -hmm. You can audition and audition and audition and audition and not get cast. And that's extremely daunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's very discouraging sometimes. Right, it can and, be. And, and um, I can give people perspective on how I see their auditions and how I see what's going on with them and and let them know whether or not they should feel good about what they're doing or whether they should go in a different direction. I'm happy to give people my perspective on that, which isn't the bottom line or that's the last word at all, but at least I have some 
perspective and knowledge. And I can also help people if they're struggling with, you know, I keep getting the same direction from people and I don't know what to do with it because it's not working. And, you know, and I could give them some pointers there or send them to some teachers who I know work well with with that. With that issue, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so speaking then as the past has informed or, or helped you in your current job, um, you kind of touched on this, but, you know, what are the challenges? What do you see are the biggest challenges of working as an agent? I mean, how, how much do you have to battle or, or, those, or maybe you have other kinds of challenges where you're not dealing with these people that are, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, yelling at you or, <laughs> That's tough. You know, I kind of have tough, touched on the, the, the most difficult aspects yeah. of it. But I think um, on a day-to-day basis, allocating my time mm-hmm. is something that's challenging because there are always more things to do than I can accomplish in a day. Right. And there are people who might want to talk to me about their auditions, like we were just talking about just now, yeah. and I don't have time to talk with them someday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I have to balance that. Uh, I have to balance. Um, I can be pulled in so many different directions with so many different things going on and so many projects and my employees. And, and you have grown. Uh, <laughs> your your agency has grown. You have, in the last year, you added another agent, correct? Correct. So I, I started out for the first nearly four years. It was only me. I did everything. Okay, yeah. Um, and then I added one agent Josh. And then after a year and a half, I added another right. agent. Yeah, and people can see on the website, you have Josh working. Josh was the first person you added, and then you added Danny more recently. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. And yes. and so I'm also curious, and I'm sure many people are, and we're going we're gonna to jump on to this topic, which is what's it like running the agency? What is it like balancing all of these activities uh, to give us a sense of what your life is like, either from you know week to week, month to month, or even hour to hour. We'll be right back after this break with that question. Until next time, thanks for listening to Love That Voiceover. Lots of love to you, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care.